to Serviced Accommodation Secrets with me, Sally Kemba. This is the podcast where you get the -the on-the-ground experience that we're living and breathing with our serviced accommodation units. So you get to share our hacks and tips, our mistakes, so you can learn from those and thrive on our success. So welcome everybody to Serviced Accommodation Secrets, the podcast. And I'm very excited today to welcome Andrew Hansen to the podcast for an interview. He is one of the hospitable hosts, uh, part of the book project started by Jodie, Jodie Sterling of Sterling Stays. And she's an amazing lady and she's brought together this collection of, well, real big hitters actually in the short-term rental industry and um, really varied locations throughout the globe. And so it's wonderful to welcome you here today, Andrew. Oh, I'm very happy to be here, Sally. It's great to be here with you and uh, amazing uh, collaboration here uh, with this with this book. So uh, very exciting times. Isn't it? So exciting. It really is. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, wow. So it would be really great to know, because I know you do lots of different things in property, hospitality, and you're based in New Hampshire in the States. So um, would you like to share a little bit about what you do now and maybe how you came to be doing it okay yeah well so uh, now we're we're running upon life vacation rentals here uh, in new hampshire uh, i'm the co-founder and um pretty much uh pawn life uh, came about at a time of adversity of all things uh, in our lives um but you know we were um living living on the pond and we were living the pond life as i tell people and that was kind of our own family uh, hashtag and, uh, you know, unless you're on the water, living that lifestyle, it's a tr- tremendous experience. So uh, for me, I come from very humble be- beginnings. Um, so we wanted to pretty much share what we were doing, you know, with everybody, all walks of life. We wanted to provide people, uh, especially uh, where we, we started Pond Life, uh, right when the pandemic was really ramping up, uh, uh, all people access to water, life, outdoor, nature. I know in here in New Hampshire, we're, we're like the recreation hub. You know, you have all of the southern states that all flock up to New Hampshire for all our four seasons, skiing, boating, everything that you could possibly do. We have it in New Hampshire, ATV riding, snowmobiling, all seasons. So, you know, we just, we went with it and uh, we opened up on life vacation rentals. Um, we do mainly manage our own uh, real estate assets and holdings. Uh, and uh, it's been it's been doing extremely, extremely well. So we're happy to open up our properties uh, and share that experience with everybody. And I, I bring a lot of uh, strong property management principle background. So, you know, I kind of grew up uh, working construction and then worked my way uh, right up from a maintenance guy. I uh, got certified, taking care of around 1,500, 2,000 units, everything from senior housing to pretty much vacation homes, worked my way up to a property manager, uh, and then from there, ended up starting into my own company, uh, another company, Cityscape, which I own, which pretty much is now a big uh, construction company, maintenance. We do all the REO services for the financial to, uh, financial institution. So property management, you know, I'm, I'm well deep into real estate now. <laughs> uh, we do investments. We do everything from commercial real estate, downtown storefronts, regular residential apartments. I do boat uh, storage and some storage at some of my uh, buildings. Um, so we kind of get our hands dabbled in all of it. Um, and I was doing all that before the pond life of uh, vacation rentals, but you know, it just, with the pandemic that was going on, um, you know, we were living uh, the lifestyle on the water. We had an opportunity with some properties we already had. And that's really what pond life was. It was let's, let's, let's share what we're doing, what we have with some other people. Let's see how many other people we can serve. Um, and, I, and I love doing that. And um, you know, it's, it's performed extremely well. So uh, I'm happy to say we're at uh, a properties with two more in the work, so awesome. they should be on by the by the summer if I'm if I keep moving correctly here in the right right direction. Um, and then uh, our goal is is kind of you know 25 to 50 properties I'd say up and up and down the the East Coast. We just recently uh, bought a property in Sarasota, Florida, um, that we're renting out uh, short term rental. So we're having a lot lot a lot of fun with it. Um, it's it's doing very well. It's a great space to be in. Um, you know, there's a lot of great people, um, I think, that are in the short-term rental space. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to be uh, be part of it. And I'm happy to bring over, you know, all my sound property management principles, which I highly advise to host and, and try to 
teach them everything that I've learned. You know, at one point I was managing a very large portfolio, about 450 rental units. So I have a very, you know, it's, it's when it comes down, yeah, when it comes down to it is people management, you know, and, and when you manage in, um, in the hospitality industry, you know, it's a little more there. It's a, it's, you know, I, I was trying to say, and I've, I've said this to other people that, you know, I come from very humble beginnings, basic. So someone books a vacation for you, they book a two night stay, even if it's a thousand bucks or whatever it is, whatever level they're, they're booking at, you know, that mm. that's precious money to that family. If it's a, yeah, if it's, so. if it's a vacation for them. Um, so we, we put a lot of emphasis in making sure um, we, we, we follow our mission. We give people what they expect. We try to make sure our guest avatar is, is, is onto the right people as well. And we're, we're pulling the right people to our properties. Um, so people aren't, aren't disappointed. So, yeah. Well, that sounds amazing. Wow. Um, I, I guess it's um, your own experience getting back to the water, back to nature that yeah. you found really valuable and you're essentially set, uh, sharing that, sorry, with your guests who are coming for their holidays and sorry, vacations. <laughs> yep. Holidays works. Yeah. So nature's just very healing isn't it and it I is, think yeah. I, I love that that you're sharing that with with everyone yeah. who comes you know I grew up in uh, Massachusetts I was in the South Shore Massachusetts and, and uh, we moved to New Hampshire when we were very young me and my wife and we moved to New Hampshire because it was just one of those free states you know it, it is our, our motto is the live free or die state and it can be controversial to some but <laughs> it, it's it's you know we're very business friendly um, and it's a very great state to be in. We're very recreation friendly. Uh, everything, you know, about New Hampshire is, is bringing, you know, we're very second home based on all of our ponds. It's just kind of the culture here in New Hampshire. Um, and uh, for me, it was great. You know, I like the outdoors. I'm hands on. I'm not wanting to be stuffed in a classroom growing up, you know, just way too much energy. Uh, put me to work. <laughs> you get a lot more out of me. And uh so being in New Hampshire has been, been just tremendous for me. Um, the 18 years I've been here, I, I've grown tremendously. It's a tremendous state, tremendous people. Um, so be able to, you know, open that up to everybody. Um, I, there's nothing like sitting on the dock and seeing an eagle fly over the pond to just bring you back to that connection with nature. And mm. that's kind of what our mission is, is to provide people with that type of access um, here in New Hampshire. So we're, and, and, and throughout, you know, as we grow up and down, uh, the east coast it's the same mission we want to make sure we're giving them access either to the beach to the water you yeah. know close to that close to that preserve or that nature trail um you know that that's a big feature for us and it's what we love doing you know i'm down here in florida for two weeks yeah working on that's working same. on yeah working on an str because i have to get some things uh, ready okay. for the next next guest you know but I, I get to enjoy the nature trails and go for a walk with my wife and my dog while i'm down here and and those are the benefits I think of hosting to and, and being in this uh, industry is, um, yeah. you know, wh why not, why not create a life you don't need a vacation from, <laughs> and especially if you're a vacation rental host and that's kind of what we're, we're trying to do. Um, and, and that's kind of how I live life. A lot of people that know me, you know, they walk up to me and I'll say, geez, Andrew, are you working? And I'll say, why? And I said, geez, you're in swim shorts. And well, you know, <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in swim shorts all the time, as much as I can be. And even if I'm out painting, I have I have painter swim shorts. I like to be comfortable. <laughs> and that's just kind of who I am. Um, and, and it's probably something I'll never uh, change, you know, so. Oh, I love it because you're on location outside for a conversation, which is fab. Yeah. So you're in Florida now. Yes. Yep. We're in Florida now and we're just uh, doing a quick turnover. Want to check on the property, had to meet with the power washing guy um you know get some some vendors uh lined up uh try to get a new cleaner down here you know as, as you mm -hmm. know uh, number one thing is a is the cleaner um we, we had somebody down here and uh well the first guy didn't make it he canceled okay. uh, you know and the second person showed up we we i recommend to everybody we have exterior cameras of course on all our properties we have a very very good thorough system to to do remote stuff yeah. and uh you know the, the new cleaner um you know they must have spent 15 minutes at the property, um, you know, never went into the cleaning cabinet, never took out the, right. <laughs> the stuff to, to, you know, give the guests a couple of new K-cups uh, and, and fresh thing of toilet paper and all the stuff we provide. The amenities were still sitting in the cabinet when we got down here in the cleaning right. cabinet. So, um, you know, we had to come down and vet a, a new person. And luckily, through Hospitable Host, I was able to reach out to Tia, 
who happens to be down here in Sarasota, oh, who put brilliant. me in touch with a woman named Laurie, who was just very like-minded and awesome. So we were able to hook up with Laurie, and I think she's going to take us on, and we're happy to have her, and she knows exactly what we're looking for, and she's worked with Tia in the past. So um, there's the, you know, there's the power of networking, um, you know, oh, and, uh, and the book collaboration has already uh, helped me out. Yeah, in a fantastic yeah, way. Yeah, because tears so, in the book. That's fantastic, yeah. isn't it? And it means it that this person knows what you're about and what's needed and everything. Yes. It's gold dust, isn't it? Having a great oh, training oh. team. It really, it really is. You know, at home, we don't have to worry about it. Uh, we run our own. You know, I was fortunate to have the construction company and have Cityscape, which we already had a cleaning division because we did the sales cleaning for the real estate assets for the banks oh. or the realtors before they put them on for sale. Brilliant. So we were, we were already, we we're already there, you know, and then, you know, having such trouble finding great cleaners, you know, for us, the light bulb went off as well. And, and we said, you know, that, and that's, that's a big part of what we do is we do offer five-star cleaning to other hosts in the industry. Um, they have to be like-minded. They have to have sound principles. They have to be following, you know, the things that we really care about, they're very important to us, but, yeah. um, and we're not the cheapest cleaner. We're, we're probably one of the most expensive um, short-term rental cleaners, but, you know, we'll make sure you get the five-star reviews and we'll make sure the things are done that you want or the special touches that you want put on as your host or your brand is done. Um, so we're, we're, I'm very lucky to have Megan and her team take care of our five-star cleaning. And we do that for other people in right. New Hampshire, the, the Lake Sunapee region. Um, and we're happy to do that because it's a very um, big needed thing, you oh, know, uh, coming down here to Florida and, and having that first experience is like, oh, that person must have sat on the couch and watched TV for 15 minutes. And, um, you know, I'm sure the guest was great. We do we do 30 day rentals down here. We have a very deep, you know, detailed binder. We get we screen very good people um and um pretty much you know i'm sure that the, the tenant left it pretty spotless yeah but we don't care we we want that deep cleaning we want it done sure. every time it's very important to us so um nope i'm happy to uh, uh get to meet tia through the book digitally and get a, get a written, uh, recommendation so that was fantastic <laughs> yeah you can't beat it you know so Oh, I love that. And um, yeah, so it's brilliant to work with people who are aligned with what you're doing, as you say, and you share values, because otherwise, yeah. you just they're not quite going to understand what you're about and why you're doing certain things. So it sounds yeah. like you're very good at um, sharing knowledge with people and educating people who don't know about property as well. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's why the book was was nice for me too. Is you know, growing up, I was uh, I was, uh, didn't come from a very rich family. I never had a chance to go to uh, college. Um, you know, lack capital. All, I can go on and on. All the barriers uh, that we had to break down. But one of the biggest things for me for mentorship was books. Um, a good friend handed me the you know rich dad poor dad book when I was very okay. young, and and you know and, and from there I, I got kind of and I wasn't very big in school on reading or, or, or you know or writing. Um, and, uh, well, about in my early twenties, um, reading became a big thing for me and I found the power of, of books and I have a big library of business books and intellectual property and, you know, and that's, um, how I kind of, kind of got where I'm at a lot of it. I mean, I met with a financial planner the other day for all of our companies and organizations. And I mean, he literally looked at me and my wife and said, you know, where did you learn all this stuff? <laughs> and I said, you know, a lot of it was books. And then I was also very fortunate, uh, Megan, my wife's background, uh, she spent 15 years uh, commercial banking. So she worked her way up. You know, like I did, I kind of came up, started as a maintenance guy. She worked her way up uh, from the file room at a bank um, oh, wow. to, to an officer. Um, and she brought great insight, value, underwriting, you know, I mean, she's super analysis. Um, so she's a, a big part of our success in real estate as well. So, yeah. You, you sound like an amazing team. Yes. I'm very fortunate. She's my, she's, I met her when I was 16. <laughs> um, Aww, we've been through, we've been through everything uh, together, um, which is, which is great. And that's what it's about. So. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I work with my husband, Pete, and he and I are very different. He's, um, he's uh, much more process led and um, measured. And I'm just like, let's just go and do this, shall we? That's me. That's me. I just <laughs> dive right into it. And Megan goes, oh, my Lord, you know, 
You know, I'm always uh, looking for spreadsheets to be built, and she builds them for me. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. She's an, Excel, she's an Excel wizard, and I just don't have the patience. I, I can, oh, God. I can dream some great stuff up, but, um, and I can plug some stuff in when it's built, but yeah. Uh, Sometimes I'm better off doing uh, putting my energy towards other things. So. Oh, I'm the same. Oh, she and Pete would get on famously. He loves a nice spreadsheet. Oh um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you need that. that. You know, you need that. You need that balance. I think it's in. That's important. Um, yeah. For any, for any team. I'm fortunate to get. To, I've got to work with my nephews. Uh, they've been a big part. Of, they work summers for my construction company. Uh, so they got to grow up, you know, uh, do, you know, trying to show them physical work and, and trying to show them, hey, look at uh, look at us. You know, we come from nothing. Look at what real estate's done, you know, trying to teach them the power of leverage, um, you know, and how to use these tools in the toolbox. And uh, so they're, they're they're great kids. I got to work with them and I've got to work a lot hands on with my dad uh, remodeling. He's been a big part Ooh. of doing and my dad is one of the hottest workers. He's still today. He's 60, I think, four now. He gets up goes to construction he doesn't have to he's got a, <laughs> he's got a, he's got a, he's got a pension from ups he's, he's a teamster he did 25 years uh delivering packages at ups oh, always did construction on the side too but he gets up every day um he's helping out another family member um but he goes to construction he does construction uh, in boston very in-depth projects he's an unbelievable remodeler uh, so i all you know all my hands-on construction experience really growing up with my dad um teaching me mm -hmm. hard work you know, learn how to get dirty. Uh, I had all the crap work too, you know, demoing the rooms and carrying everything to the dumpster. And, you know, you get all that type of stuff, but it created a great foundation for me. And it's a great experience to have those type of people uh, as, as team members as well, uh, family, and, it, and, and, it, and it's worked, uh, which is good. So. Um, yeah, I'm very very inspiring, isn't it? And to have yeah, your dad. Very, very, very blessed. Uh, I've been very blessed and a lot of hard work, you know, a lot of perseverance. Um, you know, it's, that's what owning a business is. It's going to have its ups and, and downs and trials and tribulations, but it's what you make of it. You know, I, I try yeah. to teach people about temporary defeat. And I was teaching someone about this the other day and they said, what are you talking about? I said, well, you don't really fail. You have to look at everything as temporary defeat. Mm. You know, it's only temporary. You know, if you take something and you look at it as just straight failure or negativity, you know, you're not getting anywhere, you know, for every great a failure there's a seed of something or something that you can resurrect from that i mean yeah. for me a prime example is pawn life vacation rentals it was something that spurred out of my family uh, having to actually you know kind of protect our safety um from a situation it was a time of adversity and it's, yeah. it has created an unbelievable thing for me so um you know never gave up and and those are the type of things that i try to teach people is that when you met with some type of failure or some type mm -hmm. of temp you know look at it as temporary it's not going to last. Um, and, uh, you know, try to pull out the positive, even out of the negative, which can be hard for some people yeah. to do, um, even for myself. But I try to extract that positive, um, see what you can learn from the lesson that you were taught and, yeah. uh, and push forward with it. So, yeah, we all grow, don't we, from those kind of things. So it's massive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And a lot of people say, oh, I failed it sometimes. So I don't really, you just got, you got temporarily defeated. You know, it's, it's failure when you, I think, accept it to completely let it set in and, yeah. let, it, and let it immobilize you. Yeah, if you give up. If you give up. So yeah. my, my, my lesson, everybody, is, is never give up. You know, never keep, give up. Keep going. Keep trying. Yeah, keep going. Yep. <laughs> For sure. And I love yep. the fact that Rich Dad, Poor Dad inspired you because we read that um, many years yeah. ago. And it's just a whole new way of looking at things that, you know, kids aren't taught in school. Financial education just isn't there. So it's huge. Yeah, isn't it? it's huge. It's huge. You know, and I have a, you know, I had a good, great friend and he became a business partner of mine that, that handed me that book. And he's still my friend today. And we advise on all kinds of great stuff. And he's doing phenomenal, too. I mean, he comes from a, a family. Um, he's got a white, a white, a white, uh, a white dad, a complete Mexican mom, you know, um, grew up in a trailer. And he's running a multi-million dollar painting company, pre-staying company, does wonderful things in real estate. He's just a tremendous guy. And he was another guy who was inspired um, by that rich dad, poor dad book, you know, and, and so many other books like that. But for me, that book was big. I, I read that book young. I read it at a time where I was having to be a property manager, um, you know, and after already working years in real estate, you know, I, I started as a maintenance guy. And when I started out as a maintenance guy, I used to have to do heat checks in the winter up here. 
And right. I'm, talking, I'm going through half a million dollar, million dollar condos. And these people, this is their second home, nice ski sets, unbelievable furniture. And I just realized there's an abundance here, you know? And, and uh, yeah. when it, once I read the Rich Dad Poor Dad book on top of everything I, I already knew, um, and I already had dreams and passion for real estate, it was it was really a clincher for me. And uh, you know, I went on to, to so many more great, great books, um, which is why being part of this book is, is a, you know, if you've read the Rich Dad book or, or a book that has touched your life and, you know, you, you and me, I'm 38 years old. So being able to be part of this book is, uh, is tremendous. So it's a great, great thing for me. I'm sitting on a manuscript for like 40,000 pages, um, you know, call, and I already have it registered in the library Congress called the hidden pest of real estate, you know, but oh. Jody, Jody was able to, you know, get me on this, push me over the edge, push me outside of my comfort zone. I'm a really private person. I really haven't shared my, my story, you know, in so much depth. Um, I don't, this, you know, this is probably my third podcast. I, I don't do a ton of podcasts, so, yeah. uh, I'm not really haven't been on my socials like I should be. And I'm, I know I'm missing some opportunity there. So she's really, Jody has helped push me outside of my comfort zone and I've only met her digitally, but, uh, she means a ton to me, uh, already. So, and I've met so many great people. So it's, uh, I'm excited to be part of this, this book. I hope I get to share some great tips, which I do in the book. I hope I can inspire other people. Uh, with my story that you can do anything and i hope people uh you know can harness the power of real estate um to help you know help their family create financial freedom um so that's kind of kind of my dreams is to help as many uh, people now as i as i can so oh it's massive i love it that's so yeah. cool andrew really really good i uh, totally yeah. applaud you and I don't know what it is about hospitality um, or also property as well, but hosts tend to be really like into supporting each other. And it is a massively supportive community, as you said, isn't it? So, Oh yeah. Yeah. I think people are just, you know, quick to quick to help each other out and, and give each other tons of support. And yeah. you know, it is there's a lot of small operators too. So they understand that, you know, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot better if people can come together in the industry and help each other out and, and we can yeah. help, and if we can, and I, I look at it as, as if we can help other hosts be more professional, that yeah. is going to help us out as an industry. It, you know, that is very important to me. Yeah. This is one of the big things that I, I get on is, is making sure people have the right stuff in place. Yeah. So they're not tarnishing things or they're not just, you know, doing the wrong thing or creating a scenario where there's liability or there's lawsuits or there's things that just affect us in many ways. You know I mean? As you know, STR bans can be a, a big debate in some communities. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I understand there's housing needs everywhere. And there's always a need for quality housing. But I'm a big advocate for STRs as well. I, I, yeah. I think they help, help out a community so much. I think they bring people yeah. there. I think people spend gas. I, th I think they do so much for the restaurants. I think people, I have people come and stay. They're thinking of moving to New Hampshire. So they need a temporary yeah. place. And, you know, this is, this is a great, great industry. And I think, you know, you're dealing with um, really big corporate stuff um, and, and stuff like that. Um, so I think that the more of us as, as hosts that can come together and help the other smaller hosts or the single person or the one person starting out, we can at least help give them guidance in the right direction, which will reflect on our, our entire our industry. Yeah, definitely. You know? And I'm big on quality. I mean, we do everything very, very high quality. Like I'm, I'm big on, you know, if you're 18 years of age, you're not renting from me. It's just not happening. It's mm -hmm. fine. I just host that, that are fine with that. You know, it's just, it's something that's not in my, um, in my, uh, in my application process, you know, no. we're very, we have very different standards um, than some hosts, but uh, you know, I have a lot less problems. We have a lot less headaches. Things run a lot smoother. Um, yeah. and, and it's a lot better for everybody involved, it's better for the community, it's better for your neighbors. Yeah. Um, so I, I believe in the power of, of home sharing, even if it's on a small level. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, and I think people, neighbors are quick to get on other neighbors and people are quick to try to kind of ruin what other people are doing. Um, I don't think people have heard enough stories yet. You know, I mean, the industry is new enough and there's a lot of good advocates out there that are advocating that are sharing these of these home sharing stories and, and how they can change people's life or how they can help the person that owns the house. Like, um, I haven't shared this story yet. So this is a great story to share. Okay. For it. <laughs> okay. So, so I'm going to go for it. And, uh, so, so recently 
you know, my mom calls me and she says that, you know, her brother has been recently diagnosed with, with cancer. And uh, so she's thinking about going down to the South Shore of Massachusetts to be closer to her brother to help him out during this time. Well, my mom is just a regular person who yeah. works nine to five, right? He's got a regular house. Well, first of all, to go to where she needs to go to, she needs to find, what does she know? She finds an STR. So she's able to find an STR close to her brother to go stay at. Then she's, you know, she's stuck with this problem. She, my mom can't afford her house on her own. You know, I mean, she's a regular person. So, yeah. So, hey, Andrew, you know, what do you think? I think that we could probably close off two rooms in your three-bedroom house, you know, depersonalize it, clean it up, do this, do that, mm-hmm. enter, put it in the pond life or, or put it onto Airbnb. Yeah. And maybe you can get your mortgage covered while you're gone, try and take care of your brother out of state. And that's what she was able to do. And awesome. to me, it's, it's, a, it's a powerful story because Very, yeah. yeah, my mom was able, you know, and it's a time of need of all in everybody's, every family's faced with cancer and, and tragedy and hardship. And this, and we're human and people need to have more human compassion before they jump on banning their neighbor and not knowing what all these stories are. And I, I've been using this as an example on the ban because, you know, my mom has been able to flex her property, cover her mortgage. Using STR to stay at while she's down out of state. And then she's going to be able to come back to her home. You know, she wasn't, she didn't have to go long-term with it. She didn't have to have to sell the property. It's a a temporary thing, um, but it's helping out so many people. And then we've got some great guests at her property, you know, someone thinking thinking (laughs) to come in the moving here, you know, and just the last five-star review got, you know, the guy's coming back. You know I mean? So it's just a tremendous thing. So, so, even during a time of tragedy, she's able to share her home with other people and share greatness, you know, why stabilizing something for her. So I think it's a very powerful thing. I think that legislators and Congress people, especially in in our, in the United States need to pay attention to these type of of stories that can show how powerful this new tool is. You know, it's new, you know, maybe it was disruptive at first. It's been here long enough. It's not going, it's not going away, you know, and, and towns yeah. are navigating things. We have a bill in New Hampshire um, that's trying to get put through that you can't ban it statewide, meaning that a town might be able to come in and uh, put a fee on you in our right. state and do some type of ov- oversight, but they're not going to be able to outright ban it. No. And I think that's a great bill for our state. New Hampshire is so tourism friendly yeah. that you know, if, if it goes the other way and they let towns heavily regulate it, it can have an effect. You know, I just, I think there's room for everybody. Definitely, um, definitely. You know, and I think that, um, so I, I think it's a good discussion to be had. And I'm happy that uh, I was able to share that story with you. That's an amazing story yeah, so. because as you say, out of adversity, your mom's able to, you know, support her brother, which is really yeah. good, really, you know, obviously needed. And yes. um, yet she can provide this wonderful service to the guests staying in her other house because longer term rentals just weren't going to work, were they? And I think maybe the pandemic as well has shown how right. um, short term rentals are just so brilliant for helping people in situations. They are. You know, and a lot of people, they want uh, self-check-in. They don't want to go to a front desk. They don't want to be in yeah. a big box, you know. And, and I think the other pandemic pushed it a bit, a bit too, but... I think that's again people going back to people in nature and, and wanting that yeah that, their own personal experience and with the hosting you can get your own personal experience like uh, I'm, I'm thinking to myself oh my god this book is awesome like I am going to be able to stay at so many great places <laughs> you know yeah. like, oh, this is great Stacy's down in Louisiana I've always wanted to go there so I'll be out that way um, I'm going to be able to, to probably get and stay at so many great and support other people um, Why well, I get to go around around uh, the United States, which is what I've always uh, wanted to do, is, is oh, our, okay. our country is so vast that you know I drive mainly because I love it. I, yeah. I get to drive through. You know, the United States is very unique. You know, because every state is so different, um, and uh, so it's just so and such an awesome experience to get to go through every state. You know, and I have yeah. a love. You find a love for almost you know, Georgia. I just I love Georgia uh, peach tea. I mean, you can't beat it. It's, it's unbelievable, especially if it's freshly made. And nice. now, I have, now I have my wife freshly making it for me all the time. <laughs> stuff like that. You know, it's, it's just, I love it, you know? So you can extract these great things 
um, from everywhere. You know, and that's like us in New Hampshire at our, our, our short-term rentals. We give out a small bottle of maple syrup. Oh, wonderful. In, in the spring, you know, in, in full February, the, the, tea, the, the trees start running, the sap starts running where we are, and it's a big industry for us in New Hampshire, and all, of, all the farmers have, uh, we have maples, maple week, and it's just, like, it's a, if you've never been to a, a sugar house, it's, 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 it smells, it smells great, amazing. it tastes amazing, it smells unbelievable, and you get to meet a local farmer, and sometimes they're, they're three or four generations, you know, which is a whole other subject, but wow. it's a to me, it's a special thing, you know, when you see someone who's or you know four three to four generations doing the same thing and, and perfecting it it's it's a lost art you know so it's uh, Love new, new, new hampshire still has a lot of that which is yeah uh, very special very special as well so oh it sounds like people have an amazing time when they go there and you you own all the kayaks and things that they can use on, on yep. the water. yeah so we do we do we do kayak rentals paddleboard uh rentals and then, and then we do great stuff. So we, we have a guest come back that's already stayed with us. They get the kayaks for free. I, I drop them off. I override, <laughs> I override Megan and say, not happening. You know, we, we give, we're, we're giving them a freebie. They, they came back. That's just who I am. Um, uh, this year, we're happy to announce we got a, a pontoon boat rental for the waterfront properties. So um, we're very excited about that. You know, that's, that's going to add mm. just an extra thing. Um, oh, we also bought like a big, uh, big floating mat that goes out with the property. And that's just gonna be an added amenity that's gonna be with 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 one of the, it's at the honeymoon cabin, or the, that specific cabin. So um, that will be there. So yeah, we, we decided that, you know, well, we have another opportunity to create some add-ons, you know, of course in the industry, but we get to provide more uh, to the guests. Yeah. You know, I so they get a little more. I'm gonna apologize for that blower that's going off in the background. The guy is blowing off the shuffleboard court. Don't worry about it. It's like loud for you, I think. Yeah, <laughs> nine o'clock they start shuffleboard down here. But anyways, um, yeah, Don't we worry. have we have all the i the add-ons, the kayaks, paddleboard, pontoon boat. Um, yeah. we love doing that stuff. I'm gonna build a little ice fishing kit for next year. Um, because I love ice fishing. It's a fun thing to do up in New Hampshire. It helps the winter kind of uh, go by a little faster. Um yeah. and, uh, so I'm going to do a little kit with a little hand auger and a couple tip-ups, and that will be uh, available as well. So people can come up with their family, take them on ice fishing uh, on the pond. Uh, so, yeah, we, we love doing uh, different add-ons uh, to kind of enhance the properties and enhance, enhance the guest stay. So. Well, it sounds like you do so much, and you're looking to expand as well, aren't you? You add some more properties. Yep. Yep, we're looking to expand. So we have... Um, well, we have two properties in development right now. It's going to be uh, one property is a already has a tiny home on it. It's called the Sunsetter One, and we're going to build the Sunsetter Two nice. on it. So it's going to have a, a 490 square foot house. So it's a small house built on its own foundation. Um, and the other tiny home is actually right down set on the water's edge. So it's like 30 feet from the water. Very beautiful, 125 feet of waterfront. Um, it's going to be kind of you get to rent them both kind of together a unique experience you know tiny homes are kind of a buzz people are doing them i'm trying to do them a little different put them on foundations and not trailers you got zoning and codes and requirements and and uh you know i'm not i'm not looking to uh upset any government officials or anything or try to circumvent um sometimes the tiny homes on the wheels can depending on where you are can be a uh, an ordinance thing so, oh, okay. Okay, so um, so we're doing them on foundations, which I'm very very excited about, and um, then we also have a 10 acre land lot um, in another rural town in New Hampshire, and it's got beautiful walking and hiking trails on that property itself, and that property is about five to six hundred feet from the town boat launch on Crescent Lake, and um, we're looking to build, I'm hoping to build two or three micro homes on it, so they're like okay. six to twelve hundred square feet little bigger than a tiny home yeah. um they're getting really big in like florida texas is building them they're, they're getting a little buzz here in the u.s um they're going to be a little bit more affordable but i'm going to use them as strs yeah um, you know but they could always be flexed back and that's what i try to teach people that too you know like you know the good thing about real estate is you can always flex your properties you know if you're a flexible person yeah um a good way to look at short-term rentals is say you have a single family asset 
now I'm kind of deviating, but I'll deviate on a lesson. It's you know, okay. It's all good. You get, you get a single family asset mm-hmm. and you can look at it in multiple ways. So I try to look at it as, well, that single family asset, if it's zoned right, could be a great short-term rental. Yeah. It could be a great long-term rental. For some reason, short-term rental didn't become feasible. Mm-hmm. And if the long-term rental didn't go well, well, right now the single family housing market is very hot. Okay. Um, and typically the single family housing market is the easiest to sell from. Right. Okay, you got you have a conglomerate six unit, well, you got to find the right guy who wants to take that on. Whereas yeah. a single family house can sell a lot faster. So I try to look at it as a three strategy with my STRs yeah. is when I buy an STR, I try to make sure it fits the STR model exactly. I can also flex it to a long-term and what's the viability of, of selling this asset quickly. And I think it's a great strategy for people. Um, you know, and I try to give that advice as much as I can. Yeah, so, yeah, have different exit strategies, definitely. But also, it sounds like it would be a beautiful place to live, apart from staying, you know. Yeah, so. right. You might live in it yourself. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if people are buying it, I think they'd absolutely, you know, it sounds idyllic. You can cross the, the lake and, you know, go yeah. on these walks and you don't have to drive everywhere. But, nope. yeah. Yeah, we're in. I'm in. I'm in Croydon, New Hampshire. Like I, I live in Croydon, and we're a town of 600 people. Okay. Oh wow. As, you know, you, yes, me, I mean, we might be up to like 900 now. But when I moved there, there was like, <laughs> you know, we only have I think three or 400 houses. You still have to go to the town hall and raise your hand to vote. You right. know, you don't vote by paper ballot. It's still a. You, oh. We go talk about the budget. You know, and get into some heated discussions. You know, you have a lot of different people uh, in New Hampshire. But it's just, it's a unique town. You know, we live in a town that's, that's very rural. You can still drive ATVs in the road. We have several lakes and ponds, you know, and, and it's, it's a very, it's a very quaint uh, lifestyle. I, I enjoy it very much. Um, and I, I think everybody should, should check out New Hampshire. So Yeah. yeah. It sounds it's, like, you know, if people live in cities, it'd be brilliant for a break, but brilliant for a slightly longer term. But yeah, obviously you love living there. So I'm glad you got the best of both worlds with what you do in your business and, and you know, and, yep. and just enjoying life too. Yep, I am. I enjoy it uh, every day. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a blessing. So, so uh, I guess you're learning lots of new tools. If you're anything like me, being involved with the book, as you say, Jody is amazing at getting you out of your comfort zone and getting you to do all these new things like Linktree I didn't have at all. And it's, it's really a time of growth for us personally as well, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's like, okay, here's another, uh, here's another, uh, another item to do. Oh, you know, <laughs> Jody, hey, you want to help me with this video real quick? You know, you know I need this done in 10 minutes. It's like, oh my Lord, <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for that right now. <laughs> Just uh, do it anyway. Yeah, right. Exactly. Now we have a new task we have to get done. Now we have, we have our video we have to get done. So it's <laughs> yeah. definitely, a, uh, for me, it's, it's good. Um, I, I needed this uh, push a while ago. Um, okay. It's totally one of the, things i've procrastinated on is my socials you know right. a very long time and i have a lot of great stuff to share and and i mean we went to a uh, an area yesterday and we got to watch two dolphins literally come right up to us oh. and start dancing like almost dancing and they hung out for, for 15 20 minutes and i'm talking you could reach out and touch them and the video is unbelievable Beautiful. i get content like this all the time because I'm, I'm always on the go and my wife always says, you know, we don't live boring lives. It's just it's no. always something <laughs> happening or going on. And it is whether it's something breaking down or just there's always something, you know, that's <laughs> request. You never know, um, which keeps it. It's not boring. So it's good. Um, so, yeah, I, I have to start uh, sharing some content uh, with the world. And uh, I think this project is, is good for me because it is is definitely giving me the push I need to get some things done. Like you said, Linktree needed it. Didn't have it, needed it, probably needed it a while ago. Mm. So I'm glad it's out there because I, I can see, um, you know, I can see the power in, in having that type of tool. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited to get all this this stuff done. I'm excited for the challenges. Um, I get a request come through and I'll say, oh, geez, you know, looks like I got another item I got to do. And everybody <laughs> say, do it, you know, what, don't, you know, go for it. And I'll say, oh, Jesus, okay, I'm doing it. So um I just, did, I, I just had to do a video um with jody for something and i i included my french bulldog olina so everybody okay to see my my french bulldog in that in that video and she's adorable and gorgeous and just the coolest dog 
ever. And she gets to live pond life. She's either in an ATV or snowmobiling. She loves to wear a life jacket and go swimming. She likes to kayak. So <laughs> the dog is, is growing up super versatile you know, with our <laughs> lifestyle. Um, so um, we put all kinds of pictures. People can uh, check it out. It's Pond Life Frenchie is, gonna, is our handle. And we kind of post oh, stuff. I've seen that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to get going on it. But we're going to be posting a lot of stuff with the dog and then a lot of stuff with the, with the properties. And Alina is always helping out with everything. So she's kind of our mascot. Um, so I'm excited yeah. to get that con to get that content out there uh, yeah. finally as well. So I'm really having fun fun with everything. That's uh, great. I got to I get to I got to meet you today. You know, I mean, it just oh, it's great it really just keeps, it really just keeps going. I, I get to uh, meet uh, Liam uh, next week. Yeah. You know? uh, I'm getting to meet so many people. Um, you know, so it's it's good, and I'm getting to meet them this way um, instead of just you know, on socials or through a comment. Um, so yeah, I'm very, it's fantastic. Very, I love everybody's so supportive. It's just such a privilege, isn't it? And it really as, is. as you say, they're everywhere, all over the place. It's like a whole guide of where we can travel. So everyone who yeah, reads it and has it, really it in is. their it's property. Like, oh, go. Yeah. And everybody's doing a little bit different. So it's, it's great to see too. Cause I'm, I'm, you know, you, you ne you're never the smartest guy in the room. And if you are, then you, then you're losing, you know? So it's, <laughs> You know, I'm going to learn, so I know I'm going to pick the book up. I'm going to learn, oh man, let's try this. Or let's do this this way. Let's do that. And, and uh, I had a 24 hour, you know, 30 hour drive to Florida after I sent my chapter off and the whole ride, I said, oh man, I should have spent more time on this. I should have done that. I should have done this. And I never really told people why I called it Pond Life in my chapter, but I was able to do it on your podcast. So that was, that was good. But it was one of those things where I told Jody, oh, man, maybe I should look at it again. And, maybe, and she just said, you're fine. You know, no, I think you own it, go with it and let it go. Yeah, let it go. Yeah, let it go. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to do another one sometime. So yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sitting on two and, and uh, I'm looking forward to, to finally pushing myself. I think this will be, um, you know, because this is this is training, you know, like like you were saying, you know, it's just yeah. pushing me out of my comfort zone. I'm getting to do so much great training on so many things. So this might be the push I need to, to finally finish um, some of my other books. I have a very detailed book on property maintenance. You know, I, I've spent 20 years hands-on. I was a certified maintenance technician. That's my thing. I mean, down here, when I got here to Florida, you know, uh, one of the tenants said that the sink was leaking. Of all things, I had to do the strainer basket. I don't know if anybody what that is, but you need a special strainer basket wrench and a special strainer basket tool that goes on the top to hold it. Okay. Quite, I don't like doing stranded baskets, honestly, but I can, I still have it in me. I got two done while I'm out here. <laughs> you know, that's the type of person I am. And I think everybody, it doesn't matter if you're a property manager, a host, an investor, or just an Airbnb host. Understanding, you know, like the six types of maintenance, understanding the vendors, understanding that part of it. You know, I, I have a saying, and, it, and it's in my other uh, my other books, and, and I use it all the time, is anybody can buy it and anybody can build it. You see complexes get built all the time. And yeah. You see people buy real estate all the time. But you have to manage it and you have to maintain it. Yeah. And I've always been on those are the two most important things is the property management and really the maintenance. Because yeah. if you don't have the right maintenance team there and if you don't have the right vendors in place, and deferred maintenance takes over, which turns into emergency maintenance and gets into the most expensive categories for owners. Yeah. You know, or I've seen stuff where in bigger complexes, I've you know been in charge of 144 units, say in one spot, you see unit cannibalism. And that's when the maintenance team's oh. not stealing from other units to fix the repairs in other units, but then oh. you're just creating, oh yeah, you're creating a, a firestorm down the road. So I try to teach sound principles of property yeah. management and maintenance so i'm looking forward to getting this book out there and hopefully being able to share uh, some of my other stuff that i bring that i really like to bring to the table so, brilliant you've got <laughs> more book projects that i'm sure you'll yeah. be able to get published once you're a published author i mean it sounds like you've got so much knowledge to, sh to share with everybody yeah. Oh, yeah, I, think it, I, think it's, I think it's an important thing I, I think a lot of people overlook those those things you know and they they some people rush to buy something or I go out all the time and I help people and they'll, Hey, what do you think of this investment? And I was like, man, you know, you're looking at $180,000 lead abatement paint removal. And then they say, Oh, exactly. <laughs> it's a bad investment. You don't want to buy that property. You know what right. I mean? So there's things you have to, I look at everything. So when I, when I look at real estate, or I look at management, or I look at assets. I look at it from the management aspect 
and I look at it from a very high powered maintenance perspective. Mm. Uh, it lets us catch a lot of things um, that haven't either been done correctly in the past or are getting very deferred. Yeah. And it also helps us see what you're getting into um, before you buy it. Because a lot of people don't realize they buy something, they realize the roof was a hundred and hundred grand and they, and they, you know, maybe just bought it on emotions or something. It didn't yeah. stick to, to sound principles. And uh, so we try to, I try to bring that um, with what, so anybody, and especially any host that's, that's contributing as well, I'd love to help you out. Um, I, I, my guide is almost done. It's, it's a 24, um, it's a small little block. It's only going to be 24 pages. But it's, it's a guide, it's a guide to maintenance, the key principles of maintenance. Um, and uh, I'd love to share that with, with everybody and, and uh, make sure we're on the right track. So, that's brilliant. That sounds yeah. really good. Really good. And what I love about short-term rentals is that they always have to be in amazing condition and and just sparkling and wonderful. When people arrive, they're like, wow, and they have a brilliant time yeah. there. So the maintenance right. is even more key, it's isn't more it? more important. Yeah, I, I, I think that's, that's a, such a valid point when it comes to the short-term rental industry. I think, um, you know, you can take anything. Like a lot of real estate is really similar as far as vehicles go, but, but a lot of it is so different in so many ways. And with SDRs, it's, it's so management intensive. And then, like you said, the maintenance is, is very, you know, how, what's the paint? Is the paint fresh? How's, how's the grounds look? You know, and that's something we have to keep up on in New England because the season's always changing. Uh, yeah. You know, so everything melts out and it's all dirty and the plows are pushed to stuff everywhere and pumps stuff that got to be raked up and, you know, the driveways got to be refreshed if they have blue stone on them. So it's a, it's a constant thing. And, and for me, it's big. And I'm big on it, so all my properties, you know, you, I'm really anal about maintenance. So um, I stay right on top of it. It's very important to me. Um, mm -hmm. I think, you know, with SCRs, it's very important. And I think it's more management intensive, which is where, you know, software and all these great tools and these guys in the industry are creating things. Yeah. Hey, I, mean, I think it's amazing. I'm blown away by it. You know, I, I, I just... I get more and more blown away by the things that come out, the things I see on LinkedIn, these guys that are that are pivoting from one thing to the next with technologies. It's amazing. Uh, to help. Yeah, it's amazing to help host uh, and put us in a better position. Um, so I'm excited. We do a little bit of angel investing now too. So I'm excited to, you know, someone's, someone's starting something and doing some crowdfunding, you know, reach out to me. If you're in the short-term rental industry, you know, even if it's a small amount for me or, you know, depending on what the project is, I'm willing to support and jump in, um, at least at some level. Uh, if you've got a great idea or something innovative yeah. that's going to change us as host and help us out, I'm willing to jump on with that. Oh, that's uh, really Wash is, a, is an example of uh, one of the Daniel Cruz. I give him a plug, Wash B&B, what he's doing. Um, if, if Daniel's able to scale that, um, like his vision is, I just think it's a remarkable thing. I wish I could buy those lands only right now. I wish I could only use Wash B&B and all of my properties. Unfortunately, he's not here in New Hampshire for me yet. Okay. Um, but, you know, I think that um, you know, innovations in the industry like that are, are key. And actually, you know, I'm not able to use Daniel Cruz's Wash B&B exactly. His process and what he was able to teach me was to change our whole cleaning to uh, we we have a linen service now. Right. So before we did everything in house. Did you? Yeah. Oh yeah. And then I met Daniel, and you know my model completely changed um, based on his vision and what he was able to share with me. So I am yeah. grateful for meeting Daniel, another person that I was able to connect with digitally in the short term rental space, yeah. who's helped my business in a tremendous way. Um, so, you know, I was more than happy to, to support him and his mission. Awesome. Yeah, it makes a big difference, that kind of thing, doesn't it? A huge. It really does, you know, and I think, you know, linens are a big deal. I mean, if you're a, if you're a host, linens are a really big deal. Very big deal, for sure. Okay, so, communications is another one. That, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Making really sure you're the... helping everybody in a timely fashion. And yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so. so have you got any um tips that you would share with somebody who is thinking of becoming a host of a short-term rental yep my, my first tip right off the bat is is get some get some get some advice don't be afraid to ask for advice you know seek out one of these seek out somebody in the industry it looks like everybody now too in the industry is either diverse into some type of coaching or they're sharing their experience you know reach out to someone with some good experience 
and follow sound property management principles. That's my biggest thing. I, and then he was, what is that? Well, I got certified at the Institute of Real Estate Management for million dollar asset management and successful site management. And in those courses, you know, the Institute of Real Estate teaches sound property management principles. And they're all industry standard principles. Have a solid rental agreement, you know, make sure you have the proper rental insurance. I mean, that's my biggest thing. Yeah. Um, that's a tip I share. I do share, so I don't want to get too much away, but I do share because that is, that is very important. And um, I see too many people that I just quick to throw a room on and, and that's it. Mm. They didn't put much more thought into it, you know, and, yeah. and that's great. You know, we all want to, we all want to make a uh, profit. Everybody wants to be able to stay in business, you know, but you want to do it the right way. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to protect the industry and it's going to yeah. protect you, you as a whole. So to me, I, I try to sound property management principles, um, getting the right coverage. And usually it can start with the first question, which is, do you want to be an active investor or do you want to be a passive investor? Yeah, true. Because, you know, I, I, a lot of people are so, are so scared of property management that, you know, you, just because of that, you should not start in the SDR industry. Find, find, find someone who specializes in it. You, yeah, can, yeah. you can still share, you know, your path. You can still be in the hospitality. You can still own a waterfront property. You can still own a beachfront property and rent it out. You can still do tremendous things. And you would have another professional manage that for you. So you don't have the day-to-day. Um, you know, a lot of people are hesitant. They tell me, well, what's a, you know, what's a good fee? <laughs> it's a new thing. Yeah. And I say, you know, I used to tell you off. The guy is really cheap, you know. He's either just starting up or, you know, he's probably not the right Right, I feel because uh, I don't always feel that's that's the best way to go. Um, you know, I, I, I know a lot of people um, that charge a, a relatively higher fee in, in the short term rental industry, but it's, I tell other people, or if you're watching this podcast now and you're thinking of getting into the, the industry, it's worth the fee. If you're hiring someone like me who's as sophisticated as I am with a team behind you, we have a maintenance division, we have a cleaning yeah. division, you have several other, you know, the velocity of our company is a lot stronger because we can rely on other you're going to get what you pay for on that professional post. Um, yeah. You know, if you get a guy that's 10%, you might get 10%. You know, you might get 10% or you might get someone who's just starting up. And it might not be a bad option to give that person a chance too because sometimes people start out at a lower, a lower rate. But um, to me, it's, 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 it's all those different things combined. And the big thing is that active or passive. You can do both. I mean, people yeah. do real estate syndications and, and never really get involved in it, um, sitting sit in the background. Um, you can just be the owner of the asset and, and pass it off. Um, I'm an active investor. I am so hands-on. You know, You're very active. <laughs> very active. I get back in a commercial roof. I have to do on, on a, a roof project I get going in a big, uh, I have a 6,000 square foot. Like warehouse building, we're doing the, all the uh-huh. siding for the back of the project, and I have the tiny home we're building, so I've uh, got a lot of projects going. But I, I enjoy that. The vendors are tremendous, you know, and it's another advice I would give to somebody if you're a property manager and you're hiring vendors, pay them. Mm. Pay them quick. When I meet with a vendor for the first time, do a project with me, I typically hand them a check right back. I make so good on the trust level, it's ridiculous. Make sure that person's appreciated. An appreciated person will always do a lot better job. Absolutely, yeah. Who's unappreciated. I mean, these are just sound, you know, these are common morals and ethics that, you know, unfortunately yeah. not everybody does have them, but if you no. can follow these, you can follow these things. Um, so me as a vendor or a contractor, I know what it's like to be a, a vendor. Yes. I know what it's like to be a subcontractor. So I know what it's like to be in all these other positions. So um, I pay, I try to pay my vendors right away. I try to be a new vendor. I try to pay them for that service right off the bat, establish that relationship because a lot of vendors, they're wondering how they get paid. And I think that goes back to, you know, just continue to grow yourself, yeah. um, you know, with mentorship. Read this book that's coming out. This book is going to give you <laughs> Definitely. all this. This book is going to give you exactly what you need. And it's going to give you from people that are more experienced than me, people that are skilled in the short term rental that have been doing that industry a little longer than me, that have a little bit more understanding of the technology. The guest services, you know, there's, there's some amazing people in, in this book, and you know, I I know their digital uh, footprint and stuff, but like I'm 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 really excited to read this chapter myself. I'm going to be able to learn. Some yeah. Um, so yeah, I think uh, I think it's very exciting overall, and and uh, I'd love to uh, share with people. So 
Um, I think everybody should, should be a, a host and uh, get into real estate in some fashion or the other, yeah. um, whether active or, or passive. And uh, sure. yeah, so. I love your advice. It's brilliant. And it's obviously very authentic, sort of who you are. You can obviously put yourself in other people's shoes a lot, which yep. is really important, isn't it? To value it is, you what know. you say. Yeah. I think it is, you know. I mean, I, I look at it like, you know, I know what it's like to be a nine to five W2 employee. You know, mm -hmm. I know what it's like to be the maintenance guy who has to go in, change the toilet, two bolts, a waxer, and a supply line. It's only three things you got to do. Yeah. Hours. But, you know, it's not a fun job for a maintenance guy. So, you know, but I also know it shouldn't take, you know, four hours to change that toilet. So, you know what I mean? It gives, it gives me a great perspective. Uh, being a vendor gives me the perspective from that, being on the investor. Oh, it's like Rich Dad Poyag in his book when he talks about the cash flow quadrant. Yes. You know, there's, 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 there's those quadrants of people, you know, the E, the B, the I, and the S, he talks about it. I think, I think if you can relate that way and just put yourself in the perspective that everybody thinks a little different, you know, and an investor thinks this way, a big business thinks this way, a, a, a small self-employed independent business guy, you know, contractor, he thinks, they could be very strong-headed. So yeah. they think that they think in their own, in their own way, and someone who's working nine to five has his mindset. Um, yeah. So I always try to put myself in other people's mindsets and try to really relate and understand. And I've been there, so I know what it's like to be the guy working nine to five. You know, I, yeah, sure. I was an on-call maintenance guy. I held a pager, you know, for years, you know, and your holidays are gone. Um, you know, your life is always on the whim of something getting called out for. Cool. Um, yeah. You know? So, um, yeah. Um, you can see that. Yeah, I can have a good perspective for what I that love it. I love it. Well, I think your chapter sounds like it's going to be fantastic for everybody to read. Um, and the book launches in May and then we'll be there evergreen for everybody to keep enjoying, won't it? So, yes, I think so. I think it's going to be a long time reading. And uh, I'm pretty excited. I guess there's a conference in Nashville that they're talking about. So I have to maybe try to get out there to meet uh, some people. Meet Julie June. George, I think. Yeah, so yeah, Julie. Yeah, I think Mark's coming. Yeah. I think Jim said he's going. So I, I think I got to get there. Julie told me just do it. So Sherry, I said, I think I'm going. And of course, you know, Julie, go do it. Don't think. <laughs> <laughs> so are you, coming, are you coming to London, Andrew? No, I'm not, but I'd like okay. to. Okay. Like, you guys are awesome. Like, oh, I'd ask. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I think, I think you guys are pretty awesome. I mean, you guys have great accents. It's just, you know, I'm sure you think the same. You know, you probably, you know, like I talk to you guys. Oh, this is brilliant. You know, I mean, it really is. And um, for me, it's amazing because I love learning. And, um, you know, the terminology everybody uses is a little different. Yeah. And, you know, you guys call them holiday homes. I think, I think, it's, I think it's brilliant. I, mean, I think it's awesome. Because, you, know? <laughs> it, um, you know, that's what makes us who we are in the world. You know, it's just learning from about other people, so. Yeah, I, I'd love to, um, you know, I've, I've never really been, I've never really thought of international travel to the book. Now, that's been like, now I'm like, I got to get over here. It's going to be now, go, yeah. You know, hang out, have a cup of tea or whatever they're doing over there. And just, I got to get in this. This is cool. You know, I mean, I could probably learn so much um, about culture, food, you know, all these great staples. All these the more exciting things to do in the future, yeah, okay. isn't it? Yeah, right, right, yeah. And you guys are so much older, you know, over there. So, so much, so much to see, um, you know. And uh, even in Australia, I was like, wow, I got to get to Australia. That, that looks like a lot. So, um, be a great place to visit, wouldn't it? Yeah. It looks like a great place to visit. And, uh, you know, so yeah. they, they really use the word mate quite a bit. And uh, I, think I think it's awesome. Me too. Me too. Yeah. yeah, I've got yeah. lots of relatives in Australia actually, but I've never been. So there you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, look, it's fantastic to speak with you, and I think we could chat for hours. But it's just wonderful to hear a little bit about what you do, anyway, and sharing all your your thoughts on the book and how exciting it all is. So it's brilliant that you're part of it. I'm so excited to be part of it, and. Um, yeah, we just look forward to everybody else enjoying it when it's published. Yes, it's going to be uh, it's going to be tremendous. So I, yeah. thank you so much for having me on, and uh, 
I'm a talker anyway, so I can talk. But you can't. <laughs> I can go all day. My wife says, all you do is talk. That's fine. It, uh, it works well for us. So. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Oh, well, I hope you have a successful trip um, to Florida, um, you know, in Florida, and I hope that all goes well. And yeah, like one, more, Sorry? one more week, one more week, and then um, back to New Hampshire to put all the docks in for the guests, and, and uh, the ponds melted off from what I hear, so... Um, yeah, it's going to be put the boat in, scramble, get everything ready for the season, which I'm so excited about. And um, anybody, anybody looking to get away this summer, uh, we'd love to host you at the Pond Life Vacation Rentals. Uh, here New in Hampshire, Hampshire, yeah. Yeah. Get themselves, yeah. Get get your guests visiting New Hampshire. Everybody who wants a break there, that's where you got to go. Pond Life. So thank you, everybody, for listening. The Service Accommodation Secrets. This was the podcast with Andrew Hansen a hospitable host and we look forward to seeing you next time all right thank you so much Sally. thank you have a great one sharing the secrets of success